0: A boy, a girl. A boy, a girl. A boy, a girl. I, I can't remember. And that's where we find ourselves. All right, listen, keep it together, please.
1: Oh, my next goodness.
0: Oh. So next time, when I say
2: trust me, you don't want to see it.
1: Just you know that.
3: You gotta have some skills, right? You don't want to fucking see it. Betty would be on the break of tears.
0: Oh. All of you, obviously, uh, having been inducted into the the fold of Delta Green, had been reached out to by one Agent Marcus. By way of a mailer for a, uh, for a tour of New York City, um, which obviously, as uh, individuals, you had well, other than, uh, <laughs> other than Agent Jenny apparently, had discerned that this was not, in fact, a tour, as you uh, noticed some Delta Green insignia on the mailer. Um, it was upon arriving in Manhattan, you were collected, uh, well, Washington Square, Manhattan, you were collected by Agent Marcus who briefed you uh, upon the disappearance of one Abigail Laura Wright, who had disappeared from the McAllister, which is an artistic co-op in lower Manhattan some time ago. However, due to some revelations surrounding her disappearance, namely uh, her credit card appearing uh, in the hands of a uh, a drug addict uh, upstate, there was suspicions of a kidnapping at which point the FBI got involved, a friendly for Delta Green um, on site came across an occult symbol, and this was where Delta Green intercepted the investigation and brought our agents in under the guise of an FBI task force. And it was sh- shortly thereafter that they arrived at the Mechanister and began well, after dismissing the NYPD and began to investigate the scene that was there and what did you find agent little
2: we went on site and talked to the agents there and probably had them dismissed which the they weren't police too, department yeah the local pd which wasn't they weren't too happy about that Well um, no, they didn't
3: seem too impressed with us did they
0: no no not really well i think that was more of a pride thing than a then you got well i say you got in a way i mean yeah you did you stole a good case from
3: well i think it's safe to say they missed quite a few details yeah yeah Yeah.
0: well i would they would definitely miss quite a few details but i i think that uh um you know that may have just been because uh it was more of uh it wasn't really a detective's case beforehand right or at least not one of any real repute or uh, ability um had mr detective david goriander started sneaking around in there or you know nosing around rather he may have come across some things however yeah you guys did have a little bit more of a, a purview as to why to pick up certain things and go ah this is weird
3: yep yeah we were also stupid enough to stay past 6 p.m i believe oh, yes, we all know I'm that the the police same. officers don't work past five well look who it is a wild hey. krista has appeared yeah we were just recapping so we entered the building and we started searching abigail's apartment right right and we found uh many things on the wall actually like uh lacquered to the wall like not just posters and pictures but like items right right and uh, one of them was oh, notably was a phone like that was hooked to a backpack. We had like an old military radio, and we were picking it up, and it said some names, didn't it? It gave us some really... Yeah, like, yeah,
2: let me, let me pull up what the names were.
3: One of them was Di- diamon. I think I was right the first time.
0: It's a, it is a mouthful, that one. We've got a ton of yeah. things there. Um, in, Yeah, there was uh, India, Moon, Exeter, Diam-inon, um, Sia... I feel like there was another one about reference without looking out looking it up.
2: Uh, in uh, India, Moon Dallin, Exeter diameter here. Yeah. Dallin, that's what. It is.
3: In the apartment, we found a ticket that was dated 20 years into the future—an airline ticket, right? For flying mm,
2: 2016. Yep. 2015. 2015? It was 2015. 2015. United
3: Airlines. We found a, a mysterious letter to a hotel, or a mysterious note written on a hotel bin letterhead, which we soon found to be, I believe that's the night floors that we moved into, right? Yeah. That
0: I believe is the, uh, the leading suspicion, yes.
3: yes. A map, some diagrams, just a whole bunch of stuff we found in there. An interesting page from a play that looked like it was something, it was actually written about Abigail. Right, right, mm, then what happened we've after we we after we searched around for quite a bit of evidence, oh, that's when we sort of realized that it was getting a bit late in the day, right?
2: yep, we looked at our watches and the watches stated that the um that they they changed to read along the shore, yeah, but s h o r like the numbers on the
0: face, yep, mm. Oh, and yeah, um, Agent Jenny, I believe, whilst you were doing a lot of that, went to go speak to Mr. Thomas Manuel. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah, that's right. So the walls started to sing and yell and scream, and then there was whispering, much whispering to be heard. And on the way out of the room, we tripped over the carpet, and what was under the carpet? wire. Uh, It was a wire. It was a microphone wire. Mm Mm-hmm. I believe that meant to Mr. Manuel's room, right? Yep. Uh, went yeah. to uh, Thomas
2: Manuel's room.
3: What happened to Thomas Manuel's room, <laughs> Cameron? So,
2: we first knocked on the door to ask about The Wire, and and he apparently knew nothing about it, closed it, and then latched it. My character, Agent Little, being your typical cartoonish CIA agent at this point, very much looking like uh, Brock Sampson from... Uh, Venture Brothers, probably mixed with Johnny Bravo at this point of how comically large he is.
3: Definitely feel the Johnny Bravo.
2: He um he he kicks open the door with such force that it rips the latch off the wall. So after like after that we go in and arrest him for the suspicion of kidnapping oh. Abigail.
3: He he what's happening here?
2: we're having a Leo rec- has appeared. Having a recording,
3: Leo. What, 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 what's happening? We're, uh, we're doing a quick recap. Would you like to recap with us? I would, but I'm in the
1: middle of RP. But I just wanted
3: to double That's check right. and make sure it wasn't anything important, you know. So <laughs> Agent Jenny has appeared, who is played by Leo, who may or may not stay in favor of <laughs> some seriously killer RP. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it it's the best RP I've ever seen, you know. <laughs> I uh, gotta love Benny.
1: But we, were gonna, we were
2: we were we were explaining on what happened to poor Thomas Manuel.
3: Agent Little's interaction with Thomas Manuel. So,
2: where was I? I kicked open the door, and then we proceed to arrest Thomas Manuel under the suspicion of kidnapping Abigail Wright. So, after trying to interrogate and get more get some more information, um. Agent Jenny and myself decided that we needed to go to Radio Shack in order to uh, fully, not, not you know, but uh, fully... Oh, I'll just get prepare it ourselves. And that was Agent Jenny.
3: <laughs> Ladies and
2: gentlemen.
0: <laughs> Leaves as
2: mysteriously
0: as he arrives.
3: But I wasn't the one who decided to go to the Radio Shack. I wasn't in the room when that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, a trip was made to Radio Shack. Now, how did that go?
2: I left the room and discovered promptly that there was a mysterious dog, a black dog, looked like what it was like a, like a, like a, either a greyhound or some kind of, some type of like long haired, it wasn't a wolf, it was specifically a dog. So oh, yeah. when uh, I went upstairs to look for the dog, Agent Jenny walked out to ask, why haven't I, uh, why am I, why am I going upstairs? I need to go down, I need to go, uh, need to go outside Radio Shack. I said, oh, right. Went over to, uh, the front door. Agent Jenny kindly tries to open the door in front of us. And then we are met with the, uh, uh, the, the front of the lobby again.
3: As you opened the door, you saw the lobby, you were looking in towards the lobby. Yeah. Which was the same experience. I I've kind of feel like that was... Well, you were looking into the lobby of the McAllister.
2: Is it the, yeah, the, the brownstones?
3: Yeah, that was the McAllister, right?
2: The McAllister, yeah.
3: So, we had a very similar experience when we looked out the window. But what we saw, I believe, was the... I want to say we saw the apartments. I mean, the, uh, the, ho- the, the hotel that we eventually came upon. The night floors. Like, when we looked through the windows, we could just see a sea of, I'm assuming, were night floors. And when we finally made it to the night floors, I think we had the same experience when we were looking out those windows too. Yeah. So you had no luck getting out of the building. No. And you came back to the room and you So were I was angry.
2: I was angry immediately right. blaming uh, Thomas Manuel because I had the suspicion that he's the one that caused this.
3: He seemed a bit too cool, calm, and collected for the... For the situation because
2: yeah. when we arrested him he was super like um amicable towards us uh he didn't offer up any resistance so but he
3: also like kind of i don't know i i got the impression that he was a little smug about the whole thing maybe he deserved what he got but that's just me
2: he was definitely <laughs> definitely smug about the whole thing and so he then we then walk in the door I look at him and ask him what the fuck's going on, and then he smirks and then like says, You've seen
3: it, haven't you? Or what did he say, Joe? Joe's dead. He did. He said you've seen the yellow sign. Um, so And but here's the thing though, you have not seen it.
2: Yeah, My uh, character- everyone else did see it, but little hasn't. Yeah. Little kind of avoids all that creepy horror mumbo jumble and tries to go to the hard facts and tries to towards the objective
3: so i found the yellow sign in abigail's apartment and i made the mistake of showing it to everyone with the exception of agent little so he has i I looked at me and and i was busy
2: engrossed in something else and i said bye i'll look at it later
3: it's all it's worth noting that we all had to take a sanity check upon looking at this piece of paper it was a very significant sign oh yes it was Was Oh yes, it's an incredibly significant sign.
0: So yeah, if I, uh, if memory serves correctly, actually was it Krista who showed it to someone first? No. No, what was, was it? it? I think no, it was tra- uh, Don. Oh, yeah, yeah, maybe in Don. Yeah, who?
3: Who uh, did I show it to? You showed it to Jenny. Agent Jenny. I Jenny did. Person. I waited for him to come deal. through the door, and I held it up as he walked through the door. Yep. Because I felt like he had to see it, and I think I showed it to Krista, or Agent yep. Walker. Yes. And uh, and that's it. Cameron attempted
2: the show to me, but I just kind of brushed it off because I was right. engrossed in reading the uh, the play. That's very Im- That's what I was looking very, at. I
0: remember. But yeah, but very importantly. Eh? What words did you utter when you showed them?
2: I have seen and I have witnessed.
1: I don't. Oh, that's I, right.
3: No, I have seen and I have witnessed.
2: Yep. And so,
3: so back no, on no, no. to
0: back on to Thomas when we were talking. No, so, yeah. so that was, that was actually the uh, the reply. If I remember right, what you uh, what you asked was you showed it to Benny, and you said the words, "Have you seen the yellow sign?" To and which the response the response was, I have seen and I have witnessed. So creepy. So
2: Thomas here smirks and then asks if I've seen it. And then I like continue asking and then like he, he and then he just kind of smirks and scoffs at me. Kinda like uh, how a uh, how would you describe it, Joe? Him smirking and scoffing, like Thomas smirking and scoffing at little, coming
0: in angry. Uh It was definitely a condescending kind of, yeah. Definitely a condescending kind of. uh, But you said like he had a a an air of smugness about him, didn't he? Yeah. He he was definitely alluding that he may know something that you didn't know, but maybe well, maybe he knew. Well, he knew something that you knew, but he understood something about it that you that he that he knew you didn't understand yet or couldn't comprehend yet. And he definitely, he definitely seems to derive some enjoyment from that.
3: If I'm not mistaken, though, isn't he the first one that clued us in to that Abigail? Perhaps, maybe wasn't uh, missing, but she was living up on the sixth floor, or Yeah, living yeah he kept on. saying
2: yeah. she moved on. Yeah, oh, yeah that's
3: right. Yeah, she, she, yeah. He said I she mean, moved it, up. There's she better ways on. to say that.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, There's, there's less, less uh, self-incriminating ways of saying that. And so
2: I I picked up on
0: the self-incriminating,
2: and I proceeded to zip tie him down. Uh, after proceeding to tell him that we're gonna have we're gonna have a fun time, fucko. Uh, after zip after zip tying him down, uh, everyone's kind of like watching in shock, horror, and a probably slight amusement to see how far it will go with like a morbid curiosity.
3: I don't think I have a feeling that like perhaps Krista was objecting a little bit or perhaps Leo was objecting a little bit. Leo absolutely was objecting.
1: Leo started to object. And um, my character was like, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, and was trying to object to.
3: I did not object. <laughs> no. Uh, not. My character knows he may not agree with the CIA strategy, but he knows for a fact that they have a good chance of working. And things were already getting a little bit. Things were already getting a little bit heated. So how did that situation wrap up?
2: So, um, punched him in the face once, uh, the slight, slight bloody nose but that, didn't quite break it. He, he kept on laughing. He took it like a champ, like right on the face. Um, I, I, then, I then asked him again, what the hell's going on? Uh, he, mm-hmm. um, he, he still said, he still said, uh, just moved on, moved upstairs, not wanting to get the answers that I'm wanting. Smacked him again in the face, this time a little bit harder. Popped his nose like a wet balloon. The like a crunching of an egg. Blood just running down his down his face. He he was not not happy. Okay. And so then I asked the group uh, if I could borrow like a rag or a towel. No, I asked to borrow someone's t-shirt.
3: <laughs>
2: Agent Swift uh, proceeded to start to take off the under uh, take off your undershirt. Okay. If I remember correctly.
3: Yeah, I did actually. I took my shirt off I took my shirt off and I handed it to you, I'm exposing my glistening muscles.
0: Um, <laughs> those oiled up abs. Yeah. Jenny
2: immediately was trying to grab the shirt and and rip it out of your hands. to The strength of seven. Um, and then Krista
3: you waterboarded him. You waterboarded also, him. Just say also, it. Just say also, it. No, 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 We're no, recapping. no. Okay.
2: Because Krista also objected. Okay. And, yeah, I, I I happened to have uh, drowned him a little bit without the T-shirt. Without the T-shirt? Head, yeah, I, I didn't get the T-shirt. So he shoved his head under the water.
3: Oh, is that actually what happened?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Just, you know, did he
3: a... actually get waterboarded?
0: Well, you know,
2: I supposed really waterboarding
3: spray- because okay, it, no, there was no, no board point. over him. But point was, he said that she moved on, right? Yeah. Yeah. He should have just said she moved. That's all he had to do.
0: Yeah, yeah, that would have been a, a much less uh, incriminating way of uh, a but He didn't it.
3: die, and that's worth noting, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, we almost drowned him, but almost. Okay, so he's still alive.
0: Oh yeah, he's 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 taken.
2: So, um, yeah, I didn't kill him. I did not kill him. I, that's that is the key factor here. Thomas uh, Manuel
3: I, is still alive and well. Maybe. Uh, not well. To a yeah, not so yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe not <laughs> no, no. handcuffed him to a radiator.
2: <laughs> and then we proceed to handcuff his unconscious body oh, to a radiator. It. Yeah. Oh,
3: man. We <laughs> fucked him maybe up. That'll clear his, maybe that'll clear his head. Maybe a quick, you know, a little shower I might clear his head. Just. That does seem a bit excessive. So we leave Thomas Manuel's room, and then it's off to, I think, the second floor. We sort of, uh, the first floor. That was the ground floor. And now we're headed up to the first floor, right? Mm. now did anything interesting happen along the way Leo decided to run away for the first time I think well the second time actually because he sort of ditched us when we went in and it's, he, was, he was interviewing Thomas but Leo ran away and I think I chased after him and he found his way down to a window like he was going to climb out the window and he looks through the window and he sees I don't know how would you describe it it was like an infinite array of hallways and doors no, the yeah. I, it
0: was the I, blueprint I, I, an, an ocean, yeah, sort of a bird's-eye view of an ocean of rooms and corridors opening out on each other forever and always. Like M.C. Escher. Mm. Yeah, very, very M.C. Escher-esque. Yeah.
3: So I kind of talked him down, and we headed up as a group to the second floor where we met uh, Michelle Van Fitz, right? Mm. And she was described as, what, a Karen?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. She's very much a, a a Karen with like you know, replete with Bob haircut and everything. Right. Apologies for you with know, Bob haircuts out there, but
3: Bob haircuts.
0: Yeah, you, you know what you're wearing. Um it's you know, it's the badge of office, right? Um and uh yeah, that was where yeah, you met Michelle Van He's uh he's a feminist writer and uh, something, well considers herself some Considers herself something of a literary expert.
3: Yeah, she uh, was, uh, I don't know. She didn't seem too either pleased or displeased to see that we were there, right?
2: She was quite, um, neutral yeah, so, about it.
3: So I think, um, I think Krista had that conversation with her, though, didn't she? Yeah. So yeah, we, here.
1: she went and spoke with her. She, she mainly went to speak with her because, um, It was more an intent on looking at her bookshelves, because my character is an academic and uh, works for, you know, Smithsonian's. And she's always um, thirsting for more knowledge. And uh, so she immediately is magnetized towards the bookshelves and she dug through those and immediately came upon an interesting looking book, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. Did the front of the book have the symbol on it?
0: Oh, it did. Yes. Yes. It was a small, little red red, leather-bound book.
1: Yes.
0: But it's about the size of a motel Bible.
1: Right, right. And yeah, so she, she um, looked through the. She started to open the book. Um, you're going to have to help me with a few of the details here because I don't remember everything and I have it all written down somewhere.
0: So yes, you, uh, you started to read the opening.
1: Yes. I started to read it. I think there was, um, I, I don't remember the title or the author, Though the author. Oh yeah. I don't know. If, I did write it down. I just need to find it. Oh yeah. It was, what's her name, right? Mm-hmm. It was, it started with like an I, I think. Or
0: uh, J.C.
1: Linz. So no J.
0: Yeah. J.C. Linz. Yeah. Which, uh, if you, if I remember you correctly, because you you asked uh, Michelle van Fitz, so you were like, "Oh, have we, uh, have I ever, you know, about any more of her works?" And then uh, I think she corrected you and his works. Um, yeah, referred to him as a uh, a seminal playwright.
3: That was what she was reading.
0: Yes, yeah, So she was reading. Uh, it was a book called The King in Yellow.
3: Ah, oh. That uh, the, the play oh. was called. I just realized when we went back into the room, we should have looked for the fucking... We should have looked for that book. Did you look at the book? She handed it to you, though, didn't she? Yeah, and you read it.
1: Yeah, the, she flipped it. Oh, through. yeah, and you read Oh, it. him?
3: Yeah, and if I, if I remember
0: correctly, you, yeah, you read the first two passages, which were along the shore, the cloud waves break, the, st- the twin suns sink behind the lake, the shadows lengthen in Carcosa, strange as just... the night, where black stars rise and strange moons circle through the skies but stranger still is lost carcosa and um, if I remember correctly Agent Walker aka Juliet then decided to skip to the end of the play and what did she read there?
1: Uh, oh yeah it, it said uh, not yet Juliet and it said that over and, over and 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 over again. And she flipped back to the front. And as she did that, all the words started to change. And it all said, not yet, Juliet. Oh, shit. It was very I just goofy.
2: realized something. And I want to say something.
3: We're not RPing, though, are we? But you're allowed to speculate out of character, right? Yeah, well, out of have...
2: character. Um, well, how did the, how did short spell?
0: What, how, how was short spelled? Oh, Uh, you know the 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 quote unquote the correct way. So, S H O R E S.
3: I'm thinking that whoever made the watch just wasn't paying attention, and they got to the end, and they went, "Oh shit!" (laughs) I mean, come on, like along the shore. Oh fuck! You know, I mean, like supernatural entities can make mistakes too.
0: Or, or you know, maybe you just don't comprehend how they think and rationalize.
3: Could be the case. Maybe there's an extra hour somewhere, the 13th hour, right? Oh. So, well, see, now we're, you know, I would have preferred if my character discovered this. But, uh, so, but anyways, what led to her leaving? Didn't she get up and walk away at some point?
2: She, um, you gave the book back, right, Walker? And then uh, uh, you... Yeah, she
1: gave the book back very quickly after that.
3: So I think that was about the end of our interaction with her. I
1: don't remember what
3: caused her to just sort of get up and sort of walk away. Well, M- Michelle and Fitz wasn't
0: entirely hugely interested in you, which I think you all found quite odd about her. She was just sort of meandering around her apartment whilst you guys did your thing. You know, she even as uh, you, I believe, if I remember credit, as you questioned her about the the parlor, she was very dismissive about it. Like it was how could right you not there. Know about the parlor? Yeah. Kind of
3: so as she's wandering around, we discover the window, which is an archway and apparently a gate into what we've been referring to as the night floors.
2: It's referred to in the in the uh, the handwritten blueprint of the Macallus.
3: the parlor.
2: No, the night floors.
3: Yeah, it's that's what it says on the map: the night floors, right?
0: Yeah, the night floors, and I think we'll also the parlor.
3: That is where our adventure begins. Mm. Yep.